Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Wade. God's remnant are those who acknowledge God in all of their ways, even when their ways sometimes do not please God. They are the ones who are always confessing their sins to God while believing he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here on the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by Holy Spirit to bring all glory to God. Lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm for which we have been granted authority by God. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Wade, and I am so grateful for all of you that were listening on this evening and may um, listening on the replay. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And tonight, um, we're continuing the series called Your Voice Matters. We have a topic specifically this evening um, that I'll be speaking on. It's called Faith to Endure. Faith to endure. And so, as we know right now, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of things that are changing. Um, Prices are going up. Uh, We just have more diseases, more viruses. Uh, People are just really going through in the world. And so, when I was uh, praying about what to speak about, the Lord had gave me faith to endure. Tell my people that we need to remember The only thing that will keep us in trying times will be faith in God because God promises are yes and amen. He does not lie. Everything else will fail us but God's word. So I wanted to come on tonight and just talk with you and uh, speak on how we will need faith to endure. And as we know, sooner or later, the storms of life uh, begins to blow in our lives. We may have times when we're on the mountaintop and then there's times when we're in the valley. But the word of God say, yea, though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. And so God is always with his people. Um, we have to remember that the question becomes, will the anchor of faith hold? Will the anchor of faith stand through the test of times? And so we have to remember our faith must be anchored in the timeless nature of Christ. And I know tonight some of you may ask the question, how do you know that a faith in Christ will hold up during the storms of life? Well, I'm here to tell you that there was a time in my life when I had to go through and I had to trust God. I had to stand on my faith. And even now, there's things that I continue to go through, as you may continue to go through. And I'm quite sure you may have experienced a time in your life where you had to stand on your faith in God. But I know there's others who may say, well, why should I trust Christ? Why should I put my trust in in God? Well, because there's no ordinary faith. Every faith is a tested faith. We go from faith to faith to faith. And every time we exhibit this level of faith that we're going to trust God in a hard time and he bring us through, then there's a new level of glory. There's a new level that he allows us to um, walk in and and to to explore that we never had previously. I'll give you an example. Um, I remember there was a time when you know, I first started a job and when I had first started the, the job, it was like, okay, I'm learning the job. I'm getting to know exactly what I needed to do. But then it became a time after I uh, was out of that learning curve, I was now able to take what I learned and apply it. And, and as I was working in that specific position, it became easier because I applied what I learned now to the next level and then at that level i was able to do the job uh at a easier pace so i'm not saying our faith is compared to a job or how we work in the workplace but i am saying that as you continue to walk by faith there's another level that god wants to take us through to and a lot of times we can't get to that level if we don't go through a level 
So remember that you can't get to another level until you go through a level. And so that is the why, that is the reason why we want to keep our faith in God and we want to have a faith to endure. And countless people have placed their faith in Christ and found the anchor of faith in Jesus holds. It's not just you and I. There's plenty of people that will listen to this or different ones that may hear it later and say, you know, she's she's true. She's talking um, a lot of truth because I had to walk through to get to another level. Now, a faith in Jesus Christ will carry us through this life, right? We need this faith in Christ throughout the entire part of our life throughout our entire life because we will continue to go through but as we continue to go through we're going higher and higher and higher a faith in the death burial and and resurrection of god's only son is far more valuable than gold it's far more valuable than gold because we're constantly being um moved we're and and we're constantly in a, a moving type of pattern. God is constantly moving us forward, not keeping us back. He wants his people to progress. So we cannot please God without faith, right? It's impossible to please God without, without faith. And we were created to please God. So faith is a vital component in pleasing God. Not only is it vital in pleasing God, it's vital in your walk with God. It's vital for others to see, not only do I go to the place of worship, not only do I quote the scripture, but in the tested time, will I stand up in that time and continue to have joy and continue to have peace and continue to know that God's promises will continue to help me get through. And that's why the word of God, people, are so is so important. It's so important that when you're going through a tested time, that you apply that word in God, that you apply um, the word that God has given us in your heart and your mind. And even if that means taking one scripture, taking 10 scriptures and reading it every day and getting it in your heart when you're going through those times. And even when you're not going through those times, because we never know when a a test or a trying time may come our way, but we have to continue to know that God has our back and our faith should reflect Jesus and reveal him to a world, a world that does not have hope, a world that does not have peace, a world that's dependent on their own resources. Our faith should reflect to the world that we trust in God, no matter what we go through, that he's going to bring us out. Amen. And so as we grow in Christ, we learn more about him. We learn more about his love, we learn more about his his uh, willingness to, to to just want to uh, allow his children to have everything that's a, that's for them according to his will. It is only through a life given to Christ that we will begin to see him as he really is. It's only when we try Christ and say, you know, I'm going to walk this life with God. I'm going to trust God that we will really begin to see that his word is true. I know it doesn't feel good when you're going through. I know it doesn't seem good when you're going through. And believe me, I'm a living witness. However, I have lived a little a little bit to know and try God enough to know that trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so our faith begins to reflect that deeper knowledge of Christ as our lives begin to change. And when you and I live differently because of our faith and because we are growing, those around us will see the difference. They'll see the difference. And guess what? They'll feel the difference because faith is powerful. Faith is a movement. Faith is contagious. If the right people have the right mindset and you're moving in faith and they hear that faith word, they start hearing the word of God. They're going to grab onto it and say, you know, I'm tired of hearing this won't work. This is not going to work. I want to know about what is going to work and how it's going to work. So faith is very powerful, people of God. And when we begin to live differently and our faith starts to grow, those around us will start to see the difference. I'll tell you like this. Your life begins to reflect the image of God as you move in faith. It has no other option. 
There's no other choice. And it's just like someone that's a goldsmith, right? He knows when that gold is pure. He's able to look into the metal and see um, his own reflection. And that's how Jesus wants us. He wants to see his reflection in our lives. And so sometimes we're going from level to level and our faith get tried. But sometimes it could be a test. Sometimes the Lord is saying, okay, I want to see if they're going to continue to have the same mindset and reflection that I have, that I had, you know, um, when I was on that cross, when I had to do my father's will, when I had to go through for a greater purpose, right? Because we know all things work together. All things work together. So uh, we know in Hebrews, we have the definition of faith. And it says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for and the proof of what is not seen. In Hebrews 11 and 1. And the essence of faith is that it does not require our sight and it does not require proof. We can't go by what we see, how we feel, what we've heard. We got to know that our faith is rooted in the word of God. We don't walk by, by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. But notice that faith is reality, right? Just because something is not seen does not uh, take away its existence. So an example would be, and I'll give you this example, when you get in your car, you don't know if your car is going to take you from your home to the supermarket, to the shopping mall. You rely and you have a level of faith in your car. You have a level of faith when you um, allow your, 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 just say your paycheck or your monthly income to go into your bank account. You have a level of faith in a banking institution to say, I was paid $5,000 and tomorrow after I pay $100 out my account, I'm going to have $4,900. You have faith in an institution that holds money that you've worked for. But we, a lot of times, will not have faith in a God that literally created us. He said, I have wonderfully and fearfully created you. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you. So sometimes we'll have more faith even even when we sit in the chair. We believe that that chair that we're sitting in will hold our weight but we fail to have faith in a God that wake us up every day, a God that feeds the birds when they don't know how they're going to eat, a God that takes care of us, even though we think that we are taking care of ourselves. We have faith sometimes in things more than we have faith in God. And although we can't see God, he keeps supplying our every need. He keeps allowing us to wake up. He keeps us protected from sickness. He keeps our family and our children, our grandchildren, our loved ones safe, right? Although we have faith in all these things, it's time now, people of God, to get a faith in God. But not only a faith in God, a faith that will endure, a faith that will endure. Say that with me this evening. I'm going to have a faith that will endure. In the Bible, in 1 Peter 1, 3 through verse 9, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade this inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by god's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed that is ready to be revealed in the last time amen and so These things we see here in the earth today, we need to be reminded that God loves us, that God wants us to continue to prosper, that God wants us to live in a way where people will not just hear what we do, they'll know that we are doers of his word. 
Peter says that real faith is loving Jesus Christ, someone you've never seen, but you know he still exists. All of us have faith, but will your anchor of faith hold in the storms of life? Is your anchor of faith a true anchor? Is your faith built upon the word of God? Is your faith tested? A lot of times we'll say we have faith, but when that faith get tested, do be reminded that greater is coming. Don't give up. Don't get frustrated. Don't change your disposition. Learn to mature into the things of God. As you learn to mature and not allow the world situations and the things of this world to change your disposition, you now grow into a deeper level with God. You start, you start to have a greater faith because you know that God is going to bring you out. You don't know when, you don't know how, but you have enough faith to know that if he did it before, he could do it again. And that's the type of God that we serve because he's faithful. He's faithful. Now, do you know how valuable, revealing, and full of love of faith in Christ is? Now, I want to ask the question, is your faith timeless? Or will it will it go with the newest fad or the latest philosophy? Because you, you, you want to tie into a new anchor. See, only a faith in Christ is true, tested, and timeless. Only a faith in Christ is going to stand through the test of time. So you say, well, how do I find faith in difficult times? How do I find all of this? Well, we all face adverse events and situations in life. We go through in our health. We go through in our finances. We may have issues in our marriage. We may have times when we're dealing with our children. We may have times when our loved ones are dying. We have grief. We have unspeakable grief. And so it's a time of hardship. And you and I are We may go through a season of hardships. We may be going through that right now. But my hardship may not be your hardship and your hardship may not be my hardship. But each person will have a time when they go through a hardship. And I'm here to tell you today that whatever the challenge is, you can have the determination to see things through as you find your strength in God. Like I said earlier, that is the time when you're finding you're having difficult times, that is the time when you read your word, when you write out the promises of God, when you declare and decree, write out your declarations and you read them to yourself every day. And you tell yourself, because you have to remind yourself that the word of God does not lie. God's word is true. And we have to speak those things over our lives continuously, not just in times when we find hardships, but continuously. So then we find ourselves that we can move from feeling like a victim. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, this is never going to happen. Oh, how come my bank account is zero? To now move into a place of being a victor, being victorious, speaking the word. God, you said that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. God, you said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God, you said that you would heal me. You said that healing is the children's bread. God, you said that all of my children are saved, that our entire households would be saved. Amen. And so we give God back his word. We stand on his promises and we said we claim those and we state those things over our life. I found the Apostle Paul's words in Romans 8.35 and verse 37 to be very encouraging of times in adversity. Sometimes you could feel like, you know, you're separated from God. You can go through so much where you could say or ask the question, God, where are you? You know, have you left me? What have I done? Right. Sometimes we can get in that place where it's a Job experience and someone around us is speaking, why don't you just curse God? That's the God you serve and you going through all of that? Oh yeah, people come and they'll speak some things in your environment. And and if you're not careful when you're going through, you you may grab on to that negative word. And now that is just to pull you down lower. Nothing against the person because see, they don't have that faith, right? 
God is trying to show something to you specifically. That's why we all have a specific walk, a separate walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have to be careful in what we hear. This series is called Your Voice Matters. And a lot of things on what we say and what we hear, we have to be careful in the voices that we heed to, as well as our voice and what we speak. But here in verse Romans 8.35, Paul is saying, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or sword? It says in verse 36, as it is written for your sake, we face death all day, all day long. And we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. In 37, it says, no, in all these things that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Who should separate us from the love of Christ? I'm asking tonight. Shall trouble or hardship, persecution? No, because the, the word of God says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And so I, I want you tonight to allow these verses to resonate in your heart and know that no matter how bad the situation that you're facing on tonight, you can experience God's love. You can know for sure that God hasn't left you. I know it may seem bad. I know you, you may be tired. I know you're thinking about how you're going to make it, how you're going to get through how you going to uh, get to get over this mountain? How you going to get out of this valley? But trust and believe that God's word says that we are more than conquerors. And as we trust God, no matter how bad the situation that we are facing, that you and I may be facing, we can experience God's love. We can know that all things are possible with God. And consider this, that you do not have to limp through any times of difficulty. Because you have to have the attitude of a victorious person, a victorious individual, no matter what it looks like. A lot of times our attitude, I don't know if you remember hearing this, your attitude determines your altitude. And a lot of times it's all about our attitude. We can stay in a valley experience based on our attitude. Or we can choose to turn our face and look to the hills from which cometh our help. Like David said, because our help, it comes from the Lord. And a lot of times when we start to give thanks in that rough place, God, I thank you that I might be going through this in my body. God, I thank you that my finances is, is going through this situation. But I know, God, that you are making a way. And I know that when I am put back into the place of restoration, not only will I have learned something new, but Lord, I know that it was you that did it. God, I know my children may not be acting right, but Lord, your word declares, God, that you would save my household. Father, I know that I may not have every answer, but Lord, you said that we could ask of wisdom liberally and you would give it to us. See, we got to go from being dependent on ourselves to being dependent on God. We have to stop thinking that we got it all together, that we so independent. No, God wants us to depend on him because then when we put him in his rightful place, he can show us exactly those things that he wants to show us. I want to give you a couple things tonight that will help you in this walk, in that hardship. In that time when you're going through, right? We want to be mindful that we've already run, won the battle. All we have to do now is accept it by faith. All we need to do now is say, God, I choose to walk by faith. Make your mind up tonight and declare a decree with me. Say it with me. I choose to walk by faith. I accept it by faith. I'm standing on faith. And it's done in faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Here are several steps I want you to listen to tonight to help you in this time of hardship. Step number one is always examine your heart. We want to examine our hearts, right? Proverbs 4 and 23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. 
And in difficult times, you want to deal with the issue within yourself. Many times, like I stated, our attitude in challenging times determines the outcome. And while you might not be able to change the circumstances and I might not be able to change the circumstances, we can allow God to change us and how we look at it. When we start to look at it from a different lens, from the eyes of God, when we start to see, God, show me, show me your power, show me your glory, show me who I am in you. When we really start to get there, there's nothing God won't do. And so by examining our hearts, this is where growth starts. This is where we start to not judge and look at everyone else around us, but we look at ourselves. God, am I giving you the glory? God, am I putting you in your rightful place? God, am I depending on you? And this is the big one. God, when you bring me out, am I going to give you the glory? See, God has to trust us. A lot of times we want a whole lot of things. Oh, God is going to do this. And, and I'm standing on faith and I believe God. But are we going to do and give him his due glory when he do it for us? Because when we put him in his rightful place, he could trust us with more. We got to remember everything we have is because of God. Everything. And so I encourage you tonight to guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. This verse implies that everything starts with your, with your heart. And we need to pay careful attention to what is in our heart. Remember that your life will go in the direction that your heart is set. If you have a forgiving heart, I don't care how bad people hurt you, when you have come to the realization that freedom is in forgiveness. You want to forgive people because you want to stay free. When you come to the realization that you're going to love people regardless because God loves you and you mess up seven times 70 every day and God still loves you and I, you can have some compassion. And you could love the, the other person. Not all You may not always have to stay in their company, be in their face, and be so close, but you could show them love. You could show them love. Remember that your life will go in the direction that your heart is set. If you want to change, I implore you tonight, implore you tonight to give your life to God. Pray and ask God to change you. And then not only change you, ask him for his spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask Holy Spirit to come into your life and to help you, help you to get rid of any offense and resentment that is in your heart, right? And, and ask that question, is my heart really set on the things of God or is my heart set on the things of the world? Am I running after the things of God or am I running after the things of the world? Because the things of the world is temporary but the things of God is eternal. Give you an example. I had a car. I had a car when I was 19. I had a car when I was 25. I had a car when I was 35. Do I still have those cars? No, because those things are temporary. Those things are temporary. I had clothes when, when I was 10 years, 15 years ago. Some clothes I still have may be good quality, but a lot of them I don't because the world, the things of the world are temporary. But the things of the Lord is eternal. Go after your faith. That's an eternal, eternal foundation. Go after showing the love of God. That's eternal. You can show love and keep showing love. And you can show love in one year and show love 10 years. You can forgive one year. You can keep doing it because it's eternal. So after reflecting, confess the areas of your life where you're off track. Tell God that you want him to guide your life from today. You want to move forward with a heart that is open to change and responsive to God's word and Holy Spirit. My question tonight is, is your heart truly set for God's purpose to come to pass in your life? Second, I want you to meditate on God's word. Change will come in you and in your life as you meditate on God's word. 
Joshua 1 and 8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. This was a time that went in this context where Moses was dead and his assistant Joshua was facing a, a big task of assuming leadership to take the children of Israel into the promised land. And Joshua knew it was a difficult undertaking from Moses' experiences with the Israelites. But Joshua, he was not alone. He had, he had God's assurance that he would be with him and would direct his path. God gave Joshua strict instructions and simply outlined it to him. He said, Joshua, you're supposed to consistently meditate on my word, know my word, and keep it on your heart. Carefully obey the instructions of the word of God. And don't just be a hearer, but be a doer. So in your own situation, God is giving you the same instructions. Take time to meditate on God's word especially his promises regarding your circumstances. Find his promises that speak to your situation and then say it back. The Bible says in John 15 and 7, if you remain in me and my word remains in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it shall be given unto you according to God's will. So meditate on God's word. Allow Jesus' word to become a reality in your life. And then number three, pray, pray with faith. Pray knowing that God heard you. Mark 11 and 24 says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. See, prayer, first of all, is communication with God. This is where we build our fellowship and we build a relationship with him. It is in the course of this relationship that God starts to encourage us it helps us with the things that we need. In the face of adversity, we need to spend time in prayer and ask God to supply specific needs as he promised in his word. Amen? Pray by faith and pray with faith. And number four, renew your mind. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what is God's will, which, what is his good, pleasing, and perfect will, right? So we want to renew our mind. We want to get the word in our mind because what the word will do is take out those, those things that has been uh, implanted in our mind. This will never happen. That'll never happen for me. I'm not worthy. It ain't going to never, I'm not going to ever get there. And we start speaking the word of God. We start saying, God, I'm more than a conqueror. Lord, you said you, we got to give him back that word. But while we're giving him back that word, we're also renewing our minds. We're also downloading new information to replace the negative information so that we can conquer the things that will come against us in this world. But it's never only about us. Someone is watching to see how are you handling that problem. Amen. Number five is we want to build up your faith in God. Mark, Mark 9, 23 says, if you can believe, Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. So that is that situation that you're faced with, maybe you're not seeing any change. Maybe you feel that God is not willing to answer your prayer or bring you relief, right? Maybe you're asking God, can you intervene? Everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible to one who believes. Express the confidence of faith by boldly declaring specific promises related to your situation. And as you do, you will find that you have a peace and a quiet rest that God is at work in that situation, even though you might not see any outward change taking place. You can rest assured. You can rest assured. As we said earlier, when you have to cope in those hard times, give thanks, offer praise, give thanksgiving. See, the enemy sometimes want to come into our space, come into our environment and bombard us with the thoughts. You know, everything starts in the mind. The mind is the battlefield. The mind is where we cast down thoughts and the mind is where we 
we build up thoughts. Everything starts in the mind. And so a lot of times we got to offer praise. Praise confuse the enemy. Praise opens doors. Praise loose chains. If you get the praise and thanking God enough, you're going to start to feel lighter. You're going to start to, even if you have to cry through that praise, you're going to start to know, God, I feel your presence. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, give thanks in all things, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God wants you to thank him and praise him, not just in the good times. He wants us to thank him and praise him even when things get difficult. Sometimes I'll put on my praise music in my car. I'll put a, a song on in my bedroom. I'll just put a song on on my laptop because I just want to feel God's presence. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of things and places we can go, but there's nothing like the presence of God. He lifts burdens. He heals. He delivers in his presence. He gives instructions in his presence. He, 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 you'll feel his love and comfort in the presence of God. There's a presence that only you can get from praising God. So I encourage you tonight, to get a praise on the inside of you and praise them in the good times. Praise them in the bad times. Praise them when things are going good. Praise them when things are going bad. I dare you to look yourself in the mirror, even when you're going through and say, God, I give you praise. God, I thank you no matter what. God, you are still God. And I guarantee you, things will start to shift in your life your environment will start to shift and you'll feel better. There are three benefits when we praise God that it can adverse the circumstances. See, praise is beneficial because you move from difficulty to now he feeling God's love, his power, and his faithfulness. When you start to encourage yourself through a praise, you could be like David. <laughs> David said, I will encourage myself in 1 Samuel 30 and 6. Then you will see El Shaddai, the God Almighty of blessings, who nourishes and sustains and satisfies us. The second thing praise will do, it'll drive out the enemy. The devil is behind much of a lot of these hardships that we experience. He is the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, according to John 10 and 10. He wants to hinder God's purpose and plan for you, you and our life. But when we start to give a praise, let me tell you, the devil got to go. This drives off the enemy and it makes him mad. And he cannot stand in a place when we start to give God praise. When we say, Lord, I know you took my loved one, but God, I still choose to praise you. God, I know that I may not have what I had six months ago, but I still choose to praise you because you can restore all things. God, I know my children may be acting up, but God, I still choose to give you praise and then praise number three it pleases god it pleases god the word says in hebrews 11 and 6 without faith it is impossible to please god so when we offer up a praise that's a that's a part of faith because we are not waiting for it to be done we giving him praise in advance i know you heard don't wait until the battle has been won praise him now Praise God. Praise God. Delight yourself in the Lord. It delights God to see his children praising him, even in difficult circumstances. For this is showing that you are abiding and trusting in him and that you are relying in, relying in him. See, God now sees that and he says, my God, okay, my child, she, he or she is choosing to still praise me. And I see what, they, what they're going through. I see that it may not look favorable, but they still choose to praise me. And then when you come out, oh my, your praise will be a ridiculous, ridiculous praise. See, J Jesus gave his disciples an assurance before he was crucified. He said, this peace I leave with you, my peace. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid in John 14, 27. So today I say the same promise for you. That's a promise that Jesus gave us a gift of peace, even in trying times. 
If you don't know what to do, if you are in troubled times and you have praised God and you are trusting God and you are standing on the word of God, don't forget the gift of peace. Lord, you promised me this peace. Father, you said that I will have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Ask his peace to come on your mind and your heart. Then he will surround you in the fear that you, you, you may be experiencing in the future, in the, in the past you may have experienced or right now will start to, it, it, will, it, dis, it will disappear. Okay, that was number six. Now we want to go. The seventh thing that I want to mention on tonight is that you want to nurture your spirit your soul and your body. These are important steps because this is at the center of your faith. You want to make sure that you're resting. You want to make sure that you're you're praying. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, it says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, your soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So tonight, as you pass through a verse circumstances, especially for prolonged periods, your spirit, your soul, and your body can be affected. Your spirit is the core of your being. And so the previous six devotions focused on building you spiritually, but there are other important aspects of of life that you must pay attention to socially. Build strong connections because that's essential. Get nurturing relationships because that's going to be vital as you want to be connected in a part of a good Bible teaching place of worship, this is going to be where you can connect and grow in your faith and experience a sense of belonging. And you can also get opportunities to reach out to, to others. I encourage you that if you need prayer, you can always email us here on the podcast at kingdompower0916 at gmail.com and give us your prayer requests. We'll be glad to pray with you and believe God for whatever you're believing God for and stand in the gap. Amen. And as an important way to start in response to your father's invitation is to cast all your anxieties and worries upon God for he cared for you. According to first Peter five and seven, change your talk, change those internal conversations from negative to positive to self-enhancing conversations that are in line with God's promises and his word. And with your faith at the center of your life, you're going to be more flexible to adapt to the challenging situation. You're going to be able to stand in a time of of hardship because you've upgirded your inner being on the word of God. He said you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And so you want to experience God's peace, his spiritual and personal growth as you pass through tough times. This is a time when you go through hardship where you can grow the most. This is a time where you 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 will. I declare and decree tonight that you 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 are triumphant. You have you are already out of that battle. You are walking in a new place. You are no longer in the valley. And you're going to be able to talk to those that will go through what you've been through with power, with understanding compassion and an anointing amen this leads to balance in all aspects of life and in different situations and seasons so i i tell you tonight who could separate us from the love of christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution nothing could separate us from god's love and then know that in all these things that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Above all, people of God, guard your heart for everything you do flows from your heart. And then remember, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Amen. So we want you to be blessed on tonight as you take on these seven steps. Affirm that your faith uh, could take you through hard times. Recognize that you have already started your journey of personal and spiritual growth and renewal. And then enlarge your horizons on what God is doing in your life. 
You could be like Joseph was in his slavery and prison experiences. He got better instead of bitter. You too can gain a new perspective and grasp divine opportunities, even in hard places. Then you could say like Joseph said, what was meant for evil, God used it and turned it around for my good. Amen. I thank you on tonight for joining us. I want to encourage you that even now you can bounce back from adversity because your faith in God took you through. And your testimony will encourage others because they will see how God brought you through hard times into a a good place. Tonight we pray. Let's say a word of prayer. Father God, your word says that you require truth in the inward parts. I open my heart for you to show me your hidden, any hidden agenda that I may have that is not in line with your perfect will for my life. I ask you to wash me with the blood of Jesus and I move forward committed to your purpose for my life. Father God, thank you that I have your word to meditate on instead of focusing on my difficult situation. Give me a deep yearning for your word that it will change me in Jesus name. Father God, I thank you that my mind is renewed through your word so I don't have to be controlled by the dictates in any situation. Thank you for changing my mind through your word and giving me a fresh perspective on situations that I am facing. Father, I thank you for your goodness in our life. You are faithful to us and we give thanks and praise. We thank you for a thankful heart. And we pray right now that you will continue to give us a thankful heart in every situation we face in Jesus' mighty name. Abba Father, thank you that we can experience balance in our life because it is committed to you. We recommit ourselves to you tonight and open our heart for you to work in our life, to work in our spirit, our soul, and our body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I I would ask that you would say this prayer with me tonight. If you want to experience this level of faith, if you want to experience how God can continue to bring you through every test, every trial. Why not join me on tonight and give your heart to God? He's always waiting. There's nothing you could do that God will not accept you into the kingdom of God. He's just waiting for you to acknowledge he's waiting on you. So, Father God, repeat with me. Father God, I thank you now for another opportunity that you have allowed me to come into your presence. I ask you now to forgive me for anything that I have done or anything that I have said that has brought shame to your holy name. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and he now lives in me. Thank you, Lord, that I am saved and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you have just get, said that prayer, you are now welcome and in the body of Christ. All things has passed away and all things have become new. Hallelujah. The angels of heaven are rejoicing over you tonight. And we thank God for your willingness to give your heart. Things may not always be easy, but they will. Let me tell you, they will clear out a lot faster than trying to do things in our own power. And so I just want to encourage you um, that we are coming to an end on tonight. And remember, this is come our series, Faith. I'm sorry, our series, um, Your Voice Matters, will be coming to an end and we will start a new series a new series. I want to thank each and every one of you that joined us tonight on this topic, Faith to Endure. And I also want to thank each and every person that sent us emails. Your emails are very encouraging. Those that will inbox me through our social media platforms, those who have consistently, consistently joined in on the podcast. It has absolutely been an honor to um, be able to come before you and speak about 
God's word is love is peace. Uh, I am, I enjoy um, this podcast. I thank God for the opportunity to, you know, uh, even be used by God. And again, as we close tonight, I thank God for each and every person that has given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Your life will never, ever, ever be the same. I encourage you now to look for a place where you could be taught the unadulterated word of God, a place of worship, a Bible-believing place of worship where you can learn and walk into progressive salvation and that you can grow in the things of God. Amen. And so again, my name is Jackie Wade. I am your host. I thank God for each and every one of you who joined us on tonight. And those of you that will join us um, on the replay, I thank God for that. Continue to like the podcast, follow us. As we stated, we're on several social media platforms. Uh, Sometimes we're live and sometimes we're doing our audio. And tonight is the audio broadcast. So as we leave each other, but we will not leave God's presence, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be accepted in your sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed night, people of God. Thank you for joining. And we look forward to you joining us next week on the Remnant Podcast. Have a blessed evening. This concludes this episode of the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Once again, I want to thank you for staying tuned to the podcast. And be sure to connect with us. You can like us on our Facebook page at the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at the Remnant Podcast. We're also available on the other social media platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can also watch us live on our YouTube channel at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Again, thank you for joining. I am your host, Jackie Wade.